everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we're going to talk about the playoffs. <laughs> Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at TheFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. Send in questions or comments to us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. And be sure to visit our websites, fromthesidelines.godaddysites.com, to read our latest articles and keep up to date with episodes. <laughs> You're darn right about that. Now, let's get into some NFL. Guess who won today? The Titans. And guess who lost? The Ravens. How does that happen? Who in this world would have thought that all the Titans needed to do was start Ryan Tannehill? Uh, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Huh? I didn't. I saw this from a mile away. Vrabel's a, a Belichick guy. I'm sure he saw this coming. I, I'll tell you what I saw. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw Lamar putting the ball on the turf yet again. Something's yeah. just never changed. I don't know. I don't know what it was about tonight, but his throwing mechanics seemed a little off. I don't know why. Oh my god, dude! The Titans' defense—they were shutting him down. Like they were not letting him get any space. They said we're going to run zone defense the whole game and make you manage the clock, and you're not going to know what to do. They said, "Okay, everybody, blitz Lamar." Basically, yeah, they had like four sacks. It's pretty yeah. impressive against Lamar. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I want to give huge credit to Mike Vrabel and uh, the coaching staff of them for finding a game plan to stop Lamar like that. Can't say that I'm not surprised because, I mean, they do have the, if not the top rushing defense in the league, but that that was impressive. Yeah, that was really impressive. I mean, they Ravens fumbled, what, like two or three times? It was unbelievable. They couldn't get anything going offensively at all. And uh, if we could, we would add some trumpet sounds here to honor all King Henry because that man made the Ravens defense look like babies. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Like, I just want to say I've not seen the Ravens defense all season look that beat up and torn up and just straight ran on all season. I mean, Derrick Henry literally got a passing touchdown against them. <laughs> Yeah, jumping one at that. Do we need to say any more about the Ravens' defense this game? It was god-awful. Jeez Louise. His, his 30 rushing attempts for almost 200 yards was not enough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and Ryan Tannehill threw only seven passes the whole game. Seven. No, he threw seven completions. Oh, seven completions. My, my correction. But still only 14 passes, though, like. We went back. You, you, know, you don't need to do anything. Just yeah. hand the ball off and chill. Out of those sevens, he got two TDs, too. So, <laughs> I mean, like, huh? Two what, Josh? TDs. Okay. <laughs> I, see what, I see what you're doing there. Touchdowns, Chad. Touchdowns. <laughs> no, but on the flip side, Lamar threw the ball 59 times. That's not how the Ravens got. To where they are now. It's just, I know they got behind early, but I think they just dropped the game plan and just said, just had Lamar throwing haymakers all over the field. It just, just was not, just it was not happening. Well, what they were doing was trying to get him out of that little cold spell, and they just couldn't. They, no matter what they did, short routes, long routes, medium routes, in routes, out routes, it doesn't matter. He couldn't throw anything tonight. He couldn't get the ball running, even though he did have 143 yards rushing. It felt like he couldn't get out of the pocket anyway. I don't it, – it, it just seemed like he was in a funk the whole game. 
Absolutely. And you know, like you could see his face like during the game. He was visibly getting so upset with himself and the team. I'm sure that didn't help at all. But I mean he he threw like two interceptions. He fumbled, he ugh, it was just rough, rough. Granted, one of them wasn't his fault. The other was the other one was from a tip pass off the yeah. receiver. The other one was completely his fault. He should have seen Kenny Vaccaro. Or Vaquera, you all know I'm terrible with names, but sort of seen him come over to the out route like that. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Considering he was blanketed over the receiver. Like, you could see you him can't as make soon as the, the throw. You could see it as soon as the ball got snapped. You saw him move that side of the field. They didn't have another rushing threat either because Mark Ingram was banged up. Yeah, he is. They were fat, so. <laughs> the Gus Bus. You're not you telling me you're not a fan? I'm Gus Buzz. That was an all-time garbage time performance, though, by the Ravens. Just oh, so many yards. So meaningless. Love it. So many drop passes. So many lost opportunities. They had, like, what, seven drops? That's that's not winning football. <laughs> there was one. Uh, he, uh, I can't. I think it was Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lamar threw it to him. He was, wasn't looking. Hit him straight in the shoulder. I was like, I uh, did your job is to watch the ball and catch it. Not run around looking in the stands. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think we've ran down <laughs> the poor Ravens enough. They're probably going to have a rough time this offseason. Oh, God. oh God. Baltimore's going to be VV mad. So moving on to the comp- the Titans competition, that one hurt me to say. <laughs> Who do you all see coming out on top out of the Chiefs and Texans? I mean, I don't know anymore, but I would assume the Chiefs. I would hope the Texans are not good. Somehow they're in the divisional round. That's never happened before. Uh, but it's also against Andy Reid. So, like, what do you do? Well, I don't know. Sean Watson's had a really good year. If anybody can tear up that terrible Chiefs defense, that's, that's Watson and Hopkins. That's yeah, that's the reason I'm kind of iffy. But I mean, you got Mahomes. Uh, I don't know. I, give me, give me Mahomes, bro. You guys, not this is not even a second thought. Chiefs are just too good. Chiefs are just too good. Offensively, yeah. Their defense has not even been that bad. I mean, it was bad to start the season, but it's definitely improved. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go with the Chiefs too. Safer bet. The fan in me is gonna say the Texans, but the, the real person in me is gonna say the Chiefs. Well, the real person in me said the Ravens, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all did. <laughs> I can only imagine <sighs> all the betters out there that put the Ravens on. Wonder what they're doing right now. Yeah. All those all those teases and money line parlays just shot. Shot to death. Murdered. Alright, here you guys go. The Chiefs defense is up to fourteenth in defense efficiency rating from twenty sixth from last year. Alright, alright. So that's top half of the league, but still not as good as the Texans. <laughs> Are we sure the Texans have a good uh, defense? I'm not sure the Texans. Oh yeah, have a good okay. Defense. Okay, well they Oh, yeah, they're ranked 26 this year, so. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm just used to it, because I usually have in fantasy, and they usually get pretty good, but Chad, Devin, what are y'all, what are y'all calling? What are you thinking? I got the Chiefs easy. I got the Chiefs, too. That's. It should be a no-brainer, but I don't know anymore. 
But the real question is who comes out of the AFC now that the Titans are like on whatever role they're on. Do they keep it going? Like I don't know, bro. This is kind of getting Cinderella y. I don't like it. Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, right. This is certainly a better playoff picture than I expected for this year. This is awesome. I love seeing the Titans in the AFC Championship in my life. But especially, especially knocking out the Pats. I enjoyed and that. Pats and then and the one the seed. Pats and the Ravens. That's absurd. Belichick and Brady and one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, no, I can see Rabel beating Belichick. He came off his staff. I saw, I could see that. But the Ravens? <laughs> I want the Cinderella to happen, but if the Chiefs win, I mean, Mahomes is obviously better at throwing the ball than Lamar. I mean, Lamar can run it like, I mean, the flash, like he's insane, but... I mean, Pat, Patty Mahomes, he's just on another level throwing-wise. So, I don't know. I'll just have to – I don't know if the Titans' defense is up for it or not. But, I mean, coming off two, two insane wins, they could do it. Yeah, no, they're riding on a momentum wave like no other. I, now I don't want to doubt it. Yeah, you know, it's Titans' train. Let's go Titans' train. Come on, baby. Let's get the Titans <laughs> up in here. Let's go. Actually, I just want to say I'm going to stop making predictions because my Super Bowl predictions have been very rough because I had the Saints – preseason they get knocked out the first round then i was like oh the ravens are pretty good my second chance that i pick them nope they get bounced their first game too so so whatever chad says the opposite's gonna happen okay yeah okay cool since he said the chiefs the texans are gonna win that means the texans money line (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that one but okay I, i honestly might go put 50 on the money line (laughs) <laughs> and just lose $50. <laughs> All right, uh, switching over to the other game that we saw today. Uh, the 49ers took down the Vikings 27-10 uh, to 10 in what was a rather convincing win. Uh, 49ers are looking like the best team in the league, and their defense is insane. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't think anybody really questioned the outcome of this one. Right, and the Vikings' O-line was just atrocious. I know the I know the Niners like to get after the quarterback, but Kirk Cousins was poor guy was pressured over fifty percent of his dropbacks. They couldn't get Dalvin going, and the receivers couldn't get open either. So, what are you gonna do? The Dalvin had what eighteen yards? <laughs> Something <laughs> ridiculously low. I mean, he did nothing. It was Kirk Cousins versus the Forty Niners. He indeed had eighteen yards. Yes. Yeah. So. I I feel bad for Kirk. Uh, Kirk Cousins only finished with 172 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and took six sacks. Yeah, he got beat And Dalvin Cook was only held to 26 yards total. And I only saw two complaints from Stephon Diggs on the sidelines. That's a record. (laughs) Such a baby. I can't stand him. Well, considering that game is not much to talk about, now it's just a blowout. Uh, I feel like it'd be a better conversation to talk about the Seahawks and Packers game. Go, Pat, go. Uh, 12th man. What? Yeah. I, I've grown up with you all for years, and you're going to go against <laughs> your Packers. I, I'm going against them, yes. Packers haven't been very good, like, 
Like, if you think the Saints were fraudulent, the Packers are right up there, too. Uh, I see Aaron Jones running off for at least 100-plus yards this game in under 20 carries. <laughs> Genuinely. Go, Pack, go. I'm, I'm riding it. I'm a big cheesehead. I think they're going to win, even though I said that I think the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Packers are going to win. Yeah. If they can keep the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and have him just play a game of his own and have Aaron Jones actually get something and Devontae Adams have a huge game, I feel like they have a chance here because their defense this year is actually okay. Aaron Rodgers just has not been the same to me. And he doesn't have anyone to throw to outside of Devontae. I mean, Valdez Scantling isn't that bad. Uh, he's bad. Um, a, he's, lizard, not, he's definitely not a lizard. Lizard, lizard, the lizard guy. He's a lizard guy. <laughs> lizard, not lizard. That's pretty bad. Lizard. Yeah, <laughs> lizard. Yeah, hasn't he been like the number two guy? Yeah, past couple games. He was against the Lions. Oh gosh. <laughs> Which we won. So I mean. By three, so yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, let's yeah. not talk about the Lions, guys. Uh, Devin's one-year-long fandom of the Lions is really hurting him. Oh God! Now there's always next year, Devin. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm or, all in. Ah, or ten years from now. I mean, yeah, they just got to use the third pick first, and a few more, and maybe a few more, maybe <laughs> more than that too. <laughs> Right, they were they were good until Stafford got hurt. It's not. All right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Back to the topic. Do you really see anything being able to stop Russell Wilson? Uh, yeah. Zadarius Smith might. He might have something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, yes, sir. Zadarius Smith. He played for Big Blue. BBN. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, no, especially with the history between the Packers and Seahawks and all those crazy plays and calls and whatnot. I actually love matchups like this. Uh, it brings back storyline to me anyway. I, I love it. I, I This is going to be probably my favorite game out of the playoffs. I think it'll, without a doubt, be the best game of the divisional round. And like Noah said, possibly even all the playoffs. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's, let's also not forget the famous Hasselback. We're going to take the ball and we're going to win this game quote. So I, I'm looking forward to it. They brought back beast mode, though. They this, did. This Travis oh. Travis Fulmer. That's that's their guy now at running back. Oh. oh. What a scary two-headed backfield. Yeah. Now that you said that, Chad, just because of your luck, he's going to rush for at least 100 yards. Take it back. Take it back. No. Say Aaron Jones uh, is going to suck. Say it. Uh, he, nah. Yeah. Okay. I was talking about Homer, who yeah, averages like one yard per carry. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you to say Aaron Jones is going to suck. That way he doesn't. Mm. He doesn't suck, though. Okay. Well, Seahawks are going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, go back, go. <laughs> all right. Since we're talking about all the playoffs and we've talked about the divisional outcomes, what's the Super Bowl now, gentlemen? I got the Chiefs and the 49ers. Ooh. Of course, the Niners are going to win. Chad, John? That's disgusting. I hate the 49ers, and I don't know why. Sound like my father. I don't, I, I seriously, I hate them, but I don't, I can't really describe why I hate them. Is it their colors? They're ugly red and brown? Is it their fans? It's red and gold. And brown. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Chiefs for the AFC. 
The NFC, ooh, oh, give me the Packers. I think they're going to really? beat the Seahawks. That's the think, last I think, team I would have taken. I think Aaron Rodgers. Well, this is this is mostly the cheese head in me talking. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up a heck of a performance against the 49ers defense and send them cheeseheads on to the Super Bowl. So you think it's going to be a rematch of the first Super Bowl ever? Yep, I don't have. I that would be yes, that would be awesome. That's I mean advertising, man. That's that's how the NFL is going to make their money. I mean, I think the 49ers is the obvious pick, but the frisky Seattle team, I don't, I never know what I'm going to get with them. They're so inconsistent. And I, and the, the two games, if Seattle beats Green Bay and we got a third rematch against the Niners and the Seahawks, uh, based off how the first two games went, it should be able to go either way. So part of me wants to pick the Seahawks, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just scared of Russell Wilson. That's basically it. Yeah. I Josh is making a face. Can you tell me their running backs again? Uh, Travis Homer and the ageless Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but they got <laughs> Russell Wilson. So. <laughs> okay. I don't, I can't choose. I, I, I'm going to agree with the Chiefs out of the AFC. That, that I agree with. But I can't. I don't know. It's either the Hawks. For the Niners, uh, I can't see Green Bay coming out of this on top. I just can't. There's no way. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has enough in the tank anymore. I think it's he doesn't have it in him. I don't think the defense would be able to hold up with the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> All right, now, now I want you to tell me who the, the Seahawks running backs are. <laughs> Come on. Give it to me. Travis Homer and the ageless Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that may be a fair argument, but, you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He's pulled off crazier things. He's also got DK Metcalf to throw to. Yes, he does. And your boy Jacob Hollister, Josh's favorite tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get four yards for me. Lose by point four in fantasy. Got Jacob Hollister. Guess what? If I would have won that, I would have been in the championship. But nope. Hollister, worst tight end ever. <laughs> well, he is a backup, so. <laughs> Pretty bad one. <laughs> I love Josh's animosity towards players because of fantasy that he wouldn't otherwise have. <laughs> <I'll retweet. laughs> All right. Moving on. From the NFL, we all put our predictions in. Devin, there's something I've been wanting to talk to you about, and I'm sure you have something to say about it. In the MLB lately, there's been a lot of trades, and uh, a lot of them don't make sense to me. Then again, I don't watch baseball. A lot of us don't watch baseball like you do, Devin. Um, what are your thoughts about the MLB trades? Because some of them look quite BS to me. Oh, we got a, we got a plethora of goodies some of them are really good. But, you know, we'll start with the most recent one, my, my personal favorite. Matthew Liberatore. I don't even know how you say his last name. It could be Liberatore, but all I know is top three left-handed pitching prospect, top 50 prospect, a first-round pick from 2018, 18th overall. You know what he goes for? The Rays the ship him out. 
what did they get? What did they get? Somebody tell me. They get an ace. They get a. They get a good hitter. They got Jose Martinez, I believe. They get a bench hitter. Okay, yeah. And, okay. and I, if I'm if I'm correct, and I saw uh, some compensational cash <laughs> for international spending. Oh yeah. My my favorite thing is that they got a hitter that hit a 751 OPS last season, 269 batting average. Not to mention the fact that he can't even play the outfield. He is probably the worst defensive stats out of any qualified hitter. He's only a DH. Boom, roasted. But the Rays, the Rays don't even need him. It's the worst part. The Rays already have a plethora of like like platoon bats. They don't need people to just log in playing time. They need somebody who's actually a difference maker that can actually be beneficial. You know, like, I don't know, anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm listening to Devin go on about MLB trades, and to me, it's just sounding like some of them are going to use some out here. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> no, so, no, I, I understand where this comes from because if I'm correct, they made a movie about this, right, Devin? They did, Moneyball. It's the best movie ever. Now it's Devin's favorite movie. Yeah, Five star movie. And essentially, the movie is about these trades where you can essentially send something for nothing, right? Precisely. That's exactly. That's exactly what you can get. Oh you yeah. Can get, you can get. You can get Corey Kluber for actually no one. Like three random minor leaguers that might be good. Emmanuel Clase, who's not even like a top two hundred prospect, and might be a decent bullpen arm. <laughs> <laughs> for the for a two time Cy Young winner. What? Hey, well, he wait, just, what trade was this? This is Corey Kluber for Emmanuel Clase and. Who was the outfielder that got traded as well? Oh, Delina DeShields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can only steal bases. He's pinch runner. <laughs> Corey Kluber breaks his arm in a freak accident, gets hit with the ball, and the Indians think he can't pitch no more. <laughs> I just want to say that in a group chat, we get these rants all the time. Just like 20 messages just come through all at the same time. Various all caps messages with exclamation points and lots of bass. <laughs> oh God! Is there anything else you'd like to say, Devin? Because this has been entertaining for me. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. The, uh, the 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 White Sox got Nomar Mazzara, who was a highly coveted prospect about two years ago. Decent, decent couple first years. Nothing terrible. Seven, seven eighty six last year OPS. Nothing too bad. Has struggles with this K rate, but still some young potential. Only twenty four years old. The Rangers just gave him to the White Sox. White Sox lineup is nasty. I love all the moves the White Sox have made. They got these dudes under con- team control for at least four plus years. White Sox are going to be making some noise in the AL Central for years to come. I love it. They re-signed Abreu. They signed Dallas Keuchel. They signed Yasmani Grandal. Like, they're low enough. Edwin Encarnacion. They got Eloy Jimenez. Tim Anderson. I'm, I'm in love with the White Sox. And they're in a pretty weak division. Like, Oh, yeah. Indians are not going to be what they were, and Twins didn't do anything in free agency. So, And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the rant of the day from yours truly, Devin Davis. Can we get some salary caps here? I'm tired of the Yankees like going after all these top guys and just paying them like whatever they want. And that I will say to the entire state of New York and the city of Bronx, if you do not have 
any World Series ring within next year, you all wasted three hundred million dollars on a pitcher to get you nothing within next year. <laughs> or well, one year, it's over. Yeah, yeah, you've got one year, and your entire franchise is just garbage. Basically, because you've went the last <laughs> decade spending over a trillion dollars at least, and it's got you nowhere. Maybe an ALCS, but that's about it. I don't know what more you can do. So if you do not get your World Series ring by next year, you failed this entire decade by spending more than a trillion dollars in players. How do you feel? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love the wasted talent that's on the Blue Jays right now signing Hyunjin Ryu. Oh, boy. Hyunjin Ryu is my boy. I love you. Did I say that right? I can't. Who better, huh? <laughs> he, he's he's the he's the pitcher in fantasy baseball that Devin's like oh I'll give you him for like Xander Bogarts I'm like nah he's not a good pitch, pitcher and then he like had the year of his life last year so oh gotcha that's he's him. good he's good he had 232 ERA last year yeah Ooh. he just goes somewhere random like the Blue Jays like well what a waste and I want to ask Josh what he thinks about the Reds outlook this upcoming season Oh, really? So this is going to be useless information. <laughs> you know, I really think that they're they're doing great. Um, I mean, wow, the, the staff, they, the, the, what they put together for the next few years to come is just absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I mean, I mean, you look at their team and you just you just think, wow, you know, this team has over the years has just developed every single year. I mean, they get better and better and better, and I think eventually they're just going to win a win a World Series. Heck, heck. Who's your, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite starting pitcher? Uh, they got three I like. They got three I like. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you think. Why don't you tell me about yours first, and I'll tell you about mine. I mean, mine personally is Michael Lorenzen. So I, I, say, I love Michael Lorenzen. He's awesome. Great guy. <laughs> What's so bad is 90% of that wasn't wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're right. I love please, him, Please tell me, though, Josh, who is your favorite player, like, up to bat who do you get most hype for when they enter that batter's box and you think it's about to be hit out of the park <laughs> you know when it comes to that i like to think back to my days in the little league um you know my coach he always said hit hard swing level and run like the devil and when i think about that the first okay, guy pops stops. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't, good. I, wasn't no, going going. I like where that was going um you know he might be a pitcher, but give me Michael Lorenzen. I just love him so much. So you think Michael Lorenzen is just going to step in that batter's box and hit a grand slam every time? He's going to hit it to the dominoes across the street, buddy. What's Let me tell you. There's a dominoes on Cincinnati Street. Is there really? Yeah. I mean, because I'm the biggest Reds fan ever, duh. Of course I know that. All you right. Don't, you don't like right. the young up-and-coming guy in Aquino? You know, that's a great question, Chad, that we might ex- answer on the next episode of, hey, let's ask Josh questions he doesn't know. So let's move on to some college football. <laughs> How about the LSU Tigers? And wait, that was right. Wait, did I get that right? Oh, my God. Everybody, it, he got a mascot right. All right. The next yeah, one should be even easier to get. It's the Tigers. Yeah. It is oh, awesome. yeah. oh, my God. Good job. Everybody give, everybody give Josh a round of applause for knowing his mascots. Thank you, thank you. All right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about them two teams. I think they're playing in some sort of game. Uh, I do believe that game is the national championship for college football. It's oh, the okay. Battle of the Tigers. And uh, 
I will ask the question right away. Who do y'all see? Because I'm taking LSU because Joe Burrow uh, is an MVP. Absolutely. Give me Joe Burrow. It's Burrow time. Uh, not just an MVP, but a uh, Heisman. Uh, Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> not just an MVP. I, uh, I personally think the reign of Clemson is over. Joe, Joe Burrow is going to at least throw for 400-plus yards the end, by the end of the third quarter. Uh, yeah, maybe. He threw like seven touchdowns in one half. So he... Yeah, he threw eight total that game, didn't he? Well, then again, that was against a big, a big 12 defense against an SEC offense. That should have been foreseeable, very foreseeable. Because we all know that the Big 12 plays defense never. <laughs> so when I, I don't see any difference coming from an ACC opponent, genuinely. So I see this game coming out at least 38-14. <laughs> LSU, I don't think Trevor Lawrence can keep up with that. I, I just don't. I just don't think there's any way that LSU is going to lose this game, really. Like, they've been phenomenal. Like, their entire team is, like, just fully complete. And they got this superstar quarterback who's just... Who's going to be the savior of Cincinnati Bengals football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, But, and I didn't even think Clemson should had any business beating Ohio State. Uh, I thought... Ohio State looked like the better team. They should have been the better team. There's a p- couple possessions in that game where they had to sell for field goals instead of putting up touchdowns, and they let Clemson get back into it. I, I don't know. I just It just seems like LSU's got this. I would say yeah, LSU's got this in the bag. I mean, Joe Burrow, he's just absolutely insane. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, either his hair is going to get in his face or he's going to want to break out and go surfing or something. But there is no way that Clemson is going to win. I think it'll be closer than you guys are expecting. I think it'll be a decent game, but I mean, I I still think LSU could win by like a couple touchdowns. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like what Trevor Lawrence showed with his rushing game last week or a couple weeks ago against Ohio State, and then Isaiah Simmons is probably my favorite like defensive player in college football. So versatile, has insane, impressive grades everywhere. Uh, he can blitz, he can play safety. It's insane what he can do. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to stifle Joe Burrow a little bit. Does he make good grades in the classroom though? I'm more mm-hmm. of a <laughs> What's what's his chemistry grade? I'm more of a PFF grades guy, but mm-hmm. or, uh, what's his, what's his tutor's chemistry grade? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just whipping out roasts. Jeez, oh, wheeze. All right. Us uh, at FTS are not accusing anyone of cheating. We're just spitting facts. We're just, I'm just, uh, I'm just unless you're North have, Carolina. I'm just yeah. saying you have very good education. Okay. Well, back to the Ohio State game. Uh, they that was a targeting call away from being Ohio State's game. I feel like all momentum switched after that targeting call, uh, and it's really no other point to it because it was very clear who was going to win that game after that drive, and it wasn't even a game after that. So I genuinely am agreeing with the fact that I don't think Clemson should even be in the game. Uh, Ohio State seemed like the better team, full on. And I well, that's why the whole reason I think the LSU is going to blow them out the way they do. But 
to a degree, I see where Devin's coming from because Trevor Lawrence is good. Don't get me wrong. That is, he's a good quarterback. He's going to make a franchise for somebody in the NFL. He is. But uh, I just don't think this is his game. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's still hard for me to be sold on Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm sold. After that run, because that run was a good run. Six four tall guy that's about 210, 215, running that fast away from an Ohio State defense. He's good. You got my you got my approval. Well, well, no, that's not what I meant. I just meant like, I mean, he looks like he's not shouldn't be good at football. His hair's halfway down his back, and it's like golden <laughs> blonde, and he's his facial structures oh, is like my. weird. It's like, oh, how is he good at football exactly? Chad but is ripping on Trevor Lawrence. I know. It. I, I I don't get well, it. Chad, I don't... If we if if we didn't let people in the league for freaking looks, uh, I don't think anybody would be in the league that much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've never seen anything like it. It's remarkable. Oh my god! All right, such well, a unique creature. Moving on from college football. To, to a little college basketball, I just, I just want to ask something about the standings. We didn't really say anything, but in the group chat anyway to us when we were preparing for the show, uh, I just want to know thoughts on Baylor and this year's like college basketball season in general and how crazy it's been. Yes, nobody is good. Uh, home teams are going to win. If teams on the road, they're going to lose. And if a team's ranked number one, except for Gonzaga because they don't play anybody, uh, they're going to lose. Uh, the seeding's going to be all messed up come tournament time. Uh, North Carolina has a 500 record. Yeah. <laughs> if I told you that North Carolina may have a chance at NIT, would you have believed me? Um, no. It would not I think have. I would have. But they're it's dealing with some. Up. They're dealing with a few injuries though. But still. Yeah. That is fair. They are dealing with a fair amount of injuries, and Roy Williams is trying his best to handle it the best he can. But uh, does that mean by throwing his players under the bus? I, I'm not addressing that because I don't want <laughs> I don't want Raleigh, North Carolina, coming to my door. Well, I sure do. My man said <laughs> this this team is my least talented team I've had in a while, or some something along those lines. I'm like, you can't say that about your players. First of all, they're like 18 year old kids. Secondly, your fan base doesn't want to hear that. Even if it's true, they can see for themselves and decide for themselves. Or your record can show that, too. Like, we all get it. You don't have to say it publicly. It's just that is an untold truth, and you just don't say it out loud. You just don't. Agreed. You don't say that about your kid. I mean, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to coach them to be better from an, uh, a, a public's perspective so they have that fire underneath them. But you just don't say that. And then you destroy their confidence because they're like, well, I don't want to play for this guy. He thinks I'm terrible at basketball. Why would I want to play for this guy? Oh, he thinks I suck. So why would I go out here and die for this? <laughs> least he thinks I'm suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I mean, it's just a bad coaching mentality. Like, if you bash your players like that, they're not going to want to play the way you want them to play because that's just going to make their respect for you deteriorate. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're supposed to build your players up. You're not supposed to say, oh, this is the worst team I've had in a while. And to make up to us just bashing the entire city of Raleigh, uh, I would like your opinions on Kentucky basketball this year, gentlemen. Kind of starting to finally live up to their potential. Quickly's finally starting to knock down some threes, especially that corner three. Nick Richards, my God. 
I've said this multiple times. I've thought like, you know, I did not think I thought he was going to end up being the worst starting center of Cal, the Calipari era. But I mean, he's he's starting to come into his own. He's he's been doing great. And Tyrese Maxey, I mean, it's just it's coming together and I hope they keep it going. Yeah, uh, I can uh, fully assure you I went to the Evansville game. I got to, <laughs> I got to watch that personally up close in the Evansville fan section. Uh, so I know what the worst part of our team is. And based on what we have been through, it's certainly coming over that hump. But we still need to evaluate ourselves completely because we live by the three and we die by the three. And more times than not, we're dying. And I don't like it. We need to find more of an inside press, not necessarily on the block, but I would like a little more of a mid-range game just a little bit spread the floor i need i need to see that happening i'm gonna need ej montgomery to step it up yeah he's He's playing so lazily he's done nothing for me this year if he can develop his mid-range really well and he can knock that down i mean post up nick richards he gets double teamed kicked the mid-range for ej EJ montgomery he knocks that down if he's not open kicks it out for a three like i mean they have so much there's just so much more they can do if they have that big man who is more versatile and can knock down the mid-range. Because, I mean, as much as Nick Richards might work on it, he can't. He can't. He can do a lot defensively. He can dunk. I mean, he's not bad, but we need that mid-range. I agree. And we need more consistent three-point shooting, which I think quickly has been doing a lot better at. But we could still use a little more. I'm out, I'm out on the mid-range. Mid-range ain't it. <laughs> there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than watching a college player shoot a mid-range jumper. I can kind of just hand that. them the ball. Uh, for me, it's more of like for me, it's more of a spreading the floor type thing. Because yeah, that's what that's what you that's what Sestina and Quickly are there for. <sighs> I think I, I think Hagen's Hagen's and Maxi in the backcourt both can penetrate. Both decent shots. Maxi a little bit better from deep, and then Quickly and Sestina can both space the floor. Nick for the post presence rebounding. I mean, I think we got a solid five. We don't have, we don't have, we don't have much behind them, but yeah, I think that five is definitely solid for sure. Like, I completely agree. Sistine is great. He's like exactly what I'm talking about as far as stretching the floor goes. Like a big man that can get kicked out for a three. But EJ, I, I still like. I come on. This is this is the best way I'll put EJ. He's playing like Nick Richards did last year. He does have. He has no hustle to his game. He's lazy. He doesn't have that production. No, it, it looks like he just doesn't care. He doesn't want to be around the team. He doesn't show any enthusiasm. If anybody makes it, the last person I ever see get off the bench is EJ Montgomery. He does. He just doesn't seem like he's there. He's in his own world, and it, it's that's not going to get you. That's not the reason you're here, EJ. That's just not the reason Calipari traveled to you to be a part of our team. It's not. And it never will be. Completely agree. Guess he's not coming on. <laughs> no, I, I love EJ. I mean, obviously he's a great ball player. I mean, he plays for Kentucky. But, I mean, as Kentucky fans, you know we're going to give you some constructive c- criticism. And this is constructive. You gotta, you gotta want to win. You gotta, you gotta earn your minutes. You gotta, you just gotta step it up. I mean, if he wants to get into the NBA, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to really. Pull a PJ Washington. We get that guy bring, improvement. We have just reached a thousand SEC wins. A, a 
total across our entire program career. And we didn't get that by dealing with people who care about their fro more than their game. (laughs) We just didn't. And it will never be that way. And I hope soon that he realizes that's the potential that he's going to fulfill if he doesn't quit what he's doing. They just beat Louisville every year. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Congratulations to Louisville on the season they're having. If I told you that Rick Pitino would have been replaced with a better coach and Chris Mack, that's insane. But I can <laughs> I completely Chris Mack is a golden gem for you all. I will completely give you that. That he's a great coach. A better coach with a worse team at that too. Indeed. You know, I mean, coaches do change, but not everything might, you know, maybe not everything changes, you know, you know, what Rick Pitino did for his players. I mean, heck, I mean, it's Louisville. Oh, so you think Chris Mack is out here pulling the strippers back? To the- <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting at. That's exactly what I was getting at. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 due to my father working in radio, I've talked to Chris Mack. He's not that type of guy. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right, guys, is there anything else we need to discuss? I know we haven't been on the air in a long time, and I'm sure our viewers forgot where we were at. But Actually, I will bring up this. We are starting an FTS gaming page. Um, we set up some streams for all four of the boys. So we go we can go live on Twitch whenever we want, one, two, three, or all of us. So be looking out for that. And uh, we also uh, created a YouTube channel that we might be uploading to. So just here and there. So, you know, it's not just whenever we feel like it. If we start streaming, we'll send out a tweet. So just be watching for those. I made a thing, right? It's called Chad's Five Apologies of the NFL season. Okay. At the end of every NFL season, I'm going to apologize. Make five apologies to a team, players, Offenses, defenses, coaches, owners, fan bases, you name it. We were not informed of this in the group chat, by the way. Number one, I apologize to the Bills. You know why? Because they had a 10-6 record, and I picked the Jets over them like a fool. The Jets were terrible. Josh Allen was good, improved his second year. So I'm sorry, Bills, and I'm sorry to the Bills Mafia. And number two. Uh, That would be the Chiefs, because I doubted them as well. Like the Bills, I picked the Chargers to finish ahead of the Chiefs. The Chargers did not finish ahead of the Chiefs. The Chargers and old Phil Rivers with his 12 kids finished dead last in the AFC West behind both the terrible Broncos and terrible Raiders. So I would like to apologize to Patty Mahomes. I should have known better than that. Uh... Number three, I would like to apologize to both the Niners and the Seahawks because I just thought the Rams would run away with that division. Jared Goff was a train wreck. The Rams were just terrible. Todd Gurley had grandma knees. Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, they just took over this year. Were very impressive. And especially not the Niners because I thought they'd be like a five-win team this year. But, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Number four... Oh, poor Bears. Thought the Bears would win the NFC North. Their defense was great, but poor Mitch Trubisky held that entire team back. I don't see it for him. The Bears traded up for Trubisky, picked him over both Watson and Mahomes. So I apologize to the Bears' defense for trying to do all they can to hold that season together. 
maybe they might find a kicker too. I don't know. Boom and roasted. Five, boom roasted. And finally, number five, I apologize to the Bengals for jumping the gun on thinking the Dolphins would be the worst team in the league. So, boom roasted. At least the Dolphins beat the Patriots. You know. And is that all of your apologies? That is my NFL season apologies. Chad is very, very sorry. But you know right. what I'm not sorry about? Seat Geek. If you want to buy some tickets to go see NBA game, NFL game, MLB game, heck, concerts, whatever you want, use our code FTSPOD and you'll get 20% off your first purchase. How dope is that? It's awesome. SeatGeek is the best ticket app on the market. So go use it and use our code FTSPOD. All right, and that does it from another episode from the FTS Podcast. Be sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter at the FTSPOD. And send us any emails you have to the FTSPOD at gmail.com. Bye, have a great time. time.